0: Hello and welcome to The Abbott and Costello Show from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Hey Abbott, what time is it? It's time for The Abbott and Costello Show. We're on the air for ABC here in Hollywood. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go with The Abbott and Costello Show! <laughs> Yes, it's the Abbott and Costello Show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood for your listening and laughing pleasure. Chuckles with a carload and music by Maddie Malnick. So hold on to your chairs, folks, for here they are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Hey, Abbott! Well, it's about time you got here. Where were you? Well, I was at my uncle Mike's house Abbott, and is he busy? He's got to eat biscuits for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What's the idea? The biscuit company is running a slogan contest, and Aunt May has to send in a thousand box tops. And what does Uncle Mike uh, think of the idea? He told Aunt May to mail in the biscuits; she'd rather eat the box tops. <laughs> 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 How does Aunt May ever meet Uncle Mike? Anyhow. The first time they met, it was at the country club And they spent the first date in the country And the next time they met was at a swimming club And then they went swimming And after that, they got married And they went to another club that influenced their lives uh, What club was that? The store club the... <laughs> Well, they're quite a couple Oh, yes, yeah. Uncle Mike says he has only been Only been two times in his life that he didn't understand Aunt May When was that? Before they were married and after <laughs> Oh, you should get married, Costello And quit running around Every night you wind up with a different girl You're right, Abbott, and I'm tired of winding up I want to start pitching. How are you getting along? Go ahead. We give you time. <laughs> how are you getting along with your new girl, Lou? Oh, how am I getting along with my new girl? Hmm, <laughs> hmm. She's got me eating out of her hand. She has? Next week, she's going to buy me a dish. I don't think I want to marry her anyway, but She wears very expensive clothes. Oh, now, wait a How do you know her clothes are expensive? Every time I go over to her house, there's a guy in the closet guarding them. Oh, get him out of here. Get him out. Now, before we get back to the laugh department, let's listen to what this fella has to say.
2: I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: Right. Well, wait a minute Why are you doing With that rubber doll? Huh? What are you doing With that rubber doll? It's a present For my sister's baby Tony He's one year old today uh, Has the baby Learned to walk yet? Yeah, but The kid is only one year old He only learned How to drive the car Last week uh, <laughs> what's, what's the baby's name? It's my sister's Fifth baby And she named it Ming Toy Lotus Blossom Ming Toy Lotus Blossom? Mm. Why did she name The child that? She read in a big book That every fifth child Born is a Chinese I... Uh, <laughs> Well, never mind that, Lou. Uh, What is your sister's husband doing now? Oh, what's he doing now? He had a little filling station. And what a filling station. But they picketed him and closed him up. Now he's opened a skunk farm. A skunk farm? Mm Mm-hmm. A skunk farm? He figures that's one business the union won't stick their nose in. (laughs) I haven't seen your brother-in-law in a long time How, how is he, Lou? Ah, oh, you wouldn't know him, Abbott The no. sands of time have changed his face Well, he's only a young guy How could the sands of time change his face, Costello? My sister belted him in a push with an hourglass
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where are your sister and husband he living now? He now has granulated eyelids
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lou, <laughs> where are your sister and husband living now? I'll let you know in a second here
2: <laughs>
1: In the middle of the page
2: minute? <laughs> They're
1: living in Pasadena, and boy, is that a ritzy town. Oh, no, no, no. It's not so ritzy. Yeah, but is so high class that they stop all the tourists at the city limit and make them rent mink coats before they can drive through town. No, I don't believe
2: <laughs> I know it, I know it. Ah, stop, I don't believe that. I boy, don't believe uh, that. Uh,
1: huh? I don't believe it. You don't believe it? No, I don't. My brother Pat used to drive a truck for the city of Pasadena. He told me that all the garbage he picked up was gift wrapped. Oh. <laughs> You mean your brother Pat drives a garbage truck? Oh, he's just doing it until he gets his new invention on the market His invention will change the whole toothbrush industry What is it? A tooth on a stick to clean brushes (laughs) Costello, let's face it Your brother is nothing but a bum Abbott, that's why I can't sleep at night Thinking what a bum my brother Pat is well, if you can't sleep, why didn't you count sheep? I did. Once I counted the 10,000 sheep. I was just ready to fall asleep when along came a black sheep, and I got to think of what a bum my brother Pat is, and I couldn't sleep the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Costello, here's that bicycle that you ordered. Thank you. Hey, wait a minute. What's the idea of buying a bicycle, Costello? I didn't want to tell you about it. Wasting your money like that, buying a bicycle I insist that you tell me what you're going to do with it now Oh, well, if you must know I must know I'll tell you Well, tell me Last night I dreamed I was chasing Rita Hayworth and I couldn't catch her Tonight, I'm taking a bicycle to bed with me (laughs) And if that don't get her, tomorrow night a motor goes on it Costello, with all the thousands of people that have no place to live And are looking for vacancies How can you walk around with a big empty head like that? Show me in the script Where it says anything like that Oh, wait a minute I can tell a joke I'm a pretty good showman Yeah? Yeah You tell a joke like P.T. Barnum P.T. Barnum is dead You keep telling those kind of jokes You'll join them
2: I, <laughs> I don't know
1: I don't know about that, Lou My wife always laughs at my jokes Did you ever notice those little uh, crow's feet around her eyes? Those are from laughing at my jokes If those are crow's feet around your wife's eyes uh-huh. The crows that made her must have been wearing baseball shoes I, How can you say that? My wife, Betty, has a beautiful face She's got an automobile face Well, what's an automobile face? As soon as she gets the jack, she ought to have it lifted I, my, my wife is okay and you'd better be off if you found a nice home. You'd be much better off, Lou, if you found a nice home with a loving girl and got Do married. you yourself. know where you are at, <laughs> I don't.
2: <laughs>
1: but my wife is okay. You'd be better off if you found a nice home, loving girl. I'm and got lost married myself
2: now. <laughs> I found it. I All right. Found
1: right it. I found mine. My... Have you got your place? Have you got yours? Oh, yes. Let's go. Let's go from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is okay. You'd be better off if you found a nice home loving girl and got married yourself. Well, we gave you enough time to rehearse it. Yeah, that's didn't right.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had <laughs> I had a home loving girl and I had to get rid of her. Why? When I wasn't around, she was home loving some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should go out more and meet some nice girls. I'm going out tonight. There's gonna to be twenty six girls at this party. I'm gonna kiss every one of them. Oh, that's the trouble with you. You have no manners. Now, when there are 26 girls at a party and you take, you talk about kissing, every one of them, remember, one dozen. One dozen? No. Well, tell me which one it is and I'll cross her off my list.
2: <laughs> Did you get it?
1: No, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> they are lost where we were before.
2: <laughs> Costelli,
1: you should be satisfied with one girl. Don't you know one girl that you like better than the rest? Oh, but I saw one that day that I could really go for well, why don't you propose to her? Propose to her? Yeah. How dare you say that to me? Well, your father proposed to your mother. Yes, she was my mother, but this girl is a total stranger. I... <laughs> well, why don't you start courting her? I did. I sent her some uh, orchards. Not orchards. <laughs> it says here orchards. No, right. no, no, not orchards. Orchids. Kids, orchards. kids, kids. Oh, sure. Probably after we're married. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you dummy. You don't, you don't get the girl with orchards. You got her with orchids, kids, kids, kids. Just a minute, where am I getting all these kids? I ain't even married yet. <laughs> you talk sense. I'm talking about orchids, orchids. Are raised in a nursery. Your kids might have been raised in a nursery, but our kids are going to be raised at home. No, no. You don't understand. I'm talking about orchids. We have orchids at home. They're potted. They take after you, don't they? <laughs> Where did this come from, kid? (laughs) It's our beautiful new secretary, Viola Vaughn. Boy, I'm glad you showed up early, Viola. Tonight I'm going to sing a song just for you.
0: Why, Costello, I didn't know you sang.
1: Oh, I got a high voice. I can hit a high U above T. High U? Fine, thanks. High (laughs) U. Pay no attention to him, Viola. Pay no attention to him. Why don't you and I have a bite of supper after the show, huh? Well, I... Just a minute, Viola. I hired you. Don't you think you should go out with me, kid? Please, Mr. Costello. I'll decide who I want to go out with. Well, that suits me. Make your own choice. I won't try to help you in any shape or form. (laughs) With your shape? With your shape and form, nothing will help you. (laughs) Uh, 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 Oh, that was
0: awfully clever, Abbott. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You know,
1: Viola Abbott is practicing up for television.
0: Why would Mr. Abbott want to be on television?
1: It's the only way. He can get in every bar in town at once. I... (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: well, Abbott I, uh, and I I think we both struck out Now you tell one, Viola
2: <laughs>
0: Well, I, I guess I'll have a try at it
2: uh, did, did you... <laughs> <laughs> I knew
1: it was too good to last
0: a try at it. Did you boys know that my uncle is in the hospital?
1: No, Viola. Tell us what happened.
0: My uncle was watching two men hoisting a piano into the fifth floor window of a hotel. He was standing underneath them yelling, heave ho, heave ho. But
1: wait a minute now. How did he get into the hospital?
0: They thought he said, leave go. (laughs) Let's
1: give this kid six silver dollars and a box of Snickers. (laughs) Uh, quiet, cousin. I think Viola has a terrific sense of humor.
0: Oh, I uh, thank you, Bud. I have another funny story. I went to the racetrack yesterday and bet on a horse that was 100 to 1.
1: 100 to 1? 1. That's terrific odds. Did the horse win?
0: No. He was leading the field by 10 lengths when suddenly he jumped the rail and ran to the grandstand. What for? When he saw those terrific odds, he ran to the $2 window and put a bet on himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you have just listened to a joke by three unemployed people. Uh. <laughs> three unemployed yeah, people? Yeah, you, Viola, and the guy that wrote the stuff. And that's the halfway mark in tonight's laugh race. Time for an intermission to concentrate on this. We go back to work tonight, let's hear from our blonde cutie pie, little, little bitsy Virginia
2: Maxie.
3: East is east and west is west and the wrong one I have chose. Let's go where I'll keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows, rings and things and buttons and bows. Don't bury me in this prairie, take me where the cements grows. Let's move down to some big town where they love a gal by the cut of her clothes, and I'll stand out in buttons and bows. I love you in buckskin, a skirt that I've homespun. But I love you longer, stronger, where your friends don't tote a gun. My bones denounce, the buckboard bounce, and the cactus hurts my toes. Let us famous wear gals keep using those silks and satins and linen, that shows. And I'm all yours in buttons and bows. I love you in buckskin or skirts that I've homespun. But I love you longer, stronger, where your friends don't tote to a gun. My bones denounce, the buckboard bounce, and the cactus hurts my toes. Let's I moose where gals keep using those silks and satins and linen that shows. And I'm all yours in buttons and bows. Give me eastern trim and where women are women in high silk hoses. Clothes, French perfume that rocks the room And I'm all yours in
2: buttons and bows
1: All right, Viola If you're so fussy, I'll take somebody else What's the matter, Costello? Well, I want to take Viola Vaughn to the football game Saturday. So I got seats on the 50-yard line. Well, she says that ain't good enough for her. Well, she won't sit on the 50-yard line. No, she wants to sit in the stands. I... Lou, <laughs> no, I didn't know you were interested in football. Abbott, yeah, but football is my... Oh, that's my meat. <laughs> I've known you a long time, Costello, and you never went to any football games. Since, well, since when has football become your meat? Since the last time I went to the butcher shop and saw the price of steak. <laughs> I thought so, you know nothing about football Ah, don't be silly of it, I used to play football The coach says I played like a tiger Oh, you must have been good Nah, after all, what does a tiger know about playing football? What position did you play on the team? Left tickle Huh? <laughs> left tickle What do you mean? Left tickle All right, you, you mean left tackle I mean left tickle I used to tickle a guy who was carrying a ball and make him drop it Did you ever play any important teams? Once our team played Notre Dame, what a rough team I want to put a busted nose, two cracked ribs, and a twisted ankle. Oh, that's not so tough. It could happen to any player. While sitting on the bench? Uh. (laughs) Costello, I've been a football fan for years, and I've never heard your name mentioned in connection with any team. Oh, around Patterson, New Jersey, I was famous. Patterson High School, Colt Hill. They remember me as a guy that invented the Costello hidden ball trick. Well, did your hidden ball uh, trick uh, work good? Good. Mm Good. That was 20 years ago Nobody's found the ball yet <laughs> Well, you don't look like No football player to me Football players have to be Rugged and powerful And, uh, and strong Yeah, but, uh, but when I played football <clears throat> At Colt Hill in Patterson, New Jersey I was powerful All those kids were rugged, uh-huh. Very rugged.
2: <laughs> I can't
1: say rugged
2: <laughs>
1: you, you just said you it You just said it
2: <laughs> We didn't
1: have no showers by the end of the season, everybody said we were the strongest team in New Jersey.
2: <laughs> With the
1: wind at our backs, nobody could beat us. Well, <laughs> uh, that must have been some football team. I remember our last game, Abbott. I was calling the signals. Mildred, Maine, six 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 four. Gladys, Hollywood, seven nine five three. Betty, Walnut, three eight four one. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Some <laughs> What was was the idea of using girls' uh, phone numbers as signals? Strategy. While the other team was writing them down, we scored 46 (laughs)
2: points.
1: (laughs) Telegram for Luke Costello. Telegram for Luke Costello. Yeah, boy, I'll take it. Hey, Abbott. What? It's one of my Sam Shovel Detective fans. Boy, am I getting popular, Sam Shovel Detective. Well, read it. All right. Says dear Lou Costello. I never miss your program. I really enjoy your portrayal of Sam Shovel, private detective. Your acting was so thrilling, my hair stood on end. I'm coming over to see you tonight. Mr. Costello, is someone here to see you. Show the man in. It's no man, just a few hairs standing on end. (laughs) Well, Costello, Sam Shovel, you're really killing the people. What case have you chosen for your Sam Shovel story tonight? Well, it's a case I worked on in the Sahara Desert. I call it The Two Dirty Beddo Winds or it's time to change the sheiks. <laughs> well, that's an, old, that's an old case, Costello. Haven't you got one more up to date? Well, my latest case. I call it the case of the telephone operator who died dancing, or sorry, wrong rumba. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's go on with the case. Yes, I'm Sam Shovel, private detective. It's been a slow day with the detective business. I'm sitting here in my little office listening to my favorite radio program.
0: Calling Dr. Brands, surgery. Calling Dr. Brands, surgery. Calling George Jordan, early in turn.
1: They never can find those two. There's more going on in that hospital than just operations. I turn off the radio. I listen to the wind howling on the outside. It's a southwestern wind. <laughs> I decided to check up on some of my latest cases Here's the one of the baby that was gypped When I found him, he was wearing half a diaper Somebody had shortchanged him <laughs> I think I'll relax I feel like a smoke <laughs> That reminds me, I read in a paper this morning Where most of the doctors who switched to camels Are now back driving automobiles laughter Gaze out the window in the office across the street, I see Mamie, the stenographer. What a girl. I took her to dinner last night. She eats like a bird. She always orders worms. <laughs> it's about time for my pal, Lieutenant Abbott at Homicide Squad, to show up. Last week when the Red Cross asked for blood donors, Lieutenant Abbott was the first to volunteer. He gave his blood the hard way. The hard way. He cut his throat. <laughs> Every time I think of Lieutenant Abbott, I think of his bow-legged wife. Brother, is she bow legged When Mrs. Abbott sits around the house, she really sits around the house.
2: <laughs>
1: Hello, Sam Shovel. Mm. I've come over to tell you that Martin, the murderous midget, is on the loose again. Martin, the murderous midget, the toughest midget in the world, known to the police as public enemy number one half. <laughs> yes, Sam, if I catch up with Martin, the midget... It's goodbye to his racket Lieutenant Abbott ain't kidding He's a great racket buster He's busted 15 rackets already this year And if he don't stop busting them At the Beverly Hills Tennis Club They won't let him play there anymore (laughs) Sam I got troubles with my owner I'm thinking of divorcing my wife Last night I decided I I can't stand her cooking Lieutenant Abbott You've been married to that woman For 30 years How come you just decided You can't stand her cooking Until last night We always ate out (laughs) However, let's forget my problems I will Let's forget it and parley and forget your jokes, too <laughs> Sam, how's the detective business going? Any new cases? Yes, I'm on the trail of a woman criminal Show off Susie If I catch her, she'll go to the chair I can't stand that dame She's always showing off Last week she started bragging again She wanted to show everybody that her husband has brains You can't arrest a woman for showing that her husband had brains By shooting the top of his head off? <laughs> Forget about show-off, Susie Sam. You're in in for some real trouble. Dora the Dip escaped from prison this morning. Dora the Dip, Mm -hmm. the most beautiful woman criminal I ever met. What a temper she had. The first time I saw her, she was beating her second husband over the head. She kept beating her second husband over the head. What was she beating him with? Her first husband. (laughs) Dora the Dip, she was mad about me. It was on account that she threw her second husband over. All I had to say was, Dora... I want to see you tonight. No matter what man she was with, she'd throw him over. On account of that, they put her in jail. Oh, wait a minute. You can't put a woman in jail for throwing men over? Over the Pasadena Bridge. <laughs> Sam, I heard that Dora was arrested while working as a clerk in a department store. She was jailed for taking money out of the cash register. That's a lie, Lieutenant. She never took any money out of the cash register. I'm glad to hear that, She never family. put any money in the cash register. LAUGHTER
0: There you are, Sam Shovel
1: That was Dora the Dip, and She looked more beautiful than ever
0: Sam? Yes? I'm gonna kill
1: you I don't doubt it She's only bluffing, Sam
0: <laughs> You sent me to prison You took me away from my family yes. My five children by my first husband yes. My seven children by my second husband
1: She's still bluffing you, Sam She uh, may be bluffing But it sounds to me like she's got a full house
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sam? On account of you, I spent 10 years in prison, 10 years locked up with a thousand women. Do you know what it means to be alone for 10 years with a thousand women?
1: No, but I'd give anything to find out.):
0: <laughs> It must have been
1: terrible in prison, Dora?
0: Lieutenant Abbott, you don't know what I went through. All day long, I had to pose with my twin sister for pictures for prison magazine ads.
1: What did the ad say?
0: Which twin has the crime wave? (laughs) But now I'm free, Sam Shovel, and I'm going to make you suffer as I've suffered. Sam?
2: Yes?
0: Part of me died in that prison.
1: Don't worry, Dora. With what you got left, you can do plenty of living. (laughs) Dora, you haven't changed a bit. I thought prison would straighten you out. If they straighten her out, she could sue them for every cent they got.
0: (laughs) Sam Shovel, in spite of what you did to me, I'm still mad about you. You are? Yes, Sam. You're different from any man I ever met. Now you tell me the same.
1: Okay. You're different from any man I've ever met. (laughs)
0: You sent me to prison and made a monkey out of me. <laughs> now I'm going to get even. I'm going to give you a kiss that'll make a monkey out of you. Come
1: here. Uh. <laughs> Sam. Sam shovel, speak to me. Where are you, Sam? Up on a chandelier, don't stand there. Toss me a banana and a bag of peanuts. <laughs> There's a curtain call coming up, folks. But first, you'll be interested in hearing this. Costello, you sure worked hard tonight Yep, but you know my motto Hard work never hurt anybody That's what I keep telling the people that do my work Well, you should thank <laughs> You should thank the people that do your work I'm going to do that right now, Abbott That's First, right. I want to thank our writing staff Headed by Eddie Foreman With Paul Conlon, Pat Costello, Martin Ragaway, and Len Stern Wait a minute, and our band leader, Mandy Malnick You're right, and let's not forget our producer, Charles Vander See you next Thursday night, folks Good night, folks Good night to everybody in Patterson Good night It's Thursday night at this time for another great Abbott and Costello show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood. Be sure to stay tuned for the outstanding entertainment which follows throughout the evening on this ABC station.